This podcast is brought to you by the generosity of our following companies, as well as listeners like you. Check out the Shure MV7 podcast microphone kit. Sound extraordinary. Learn more at Shure.com. That's S-H-U-R-E.com. And by Gator Cases and Gator Frameworks, stands and accessories for podcasters, content creators, music, lighting, and AV equipment. For more, visit GatorFrameworks.com. Don't forget, you can also book your trip with Kristen. Hello, Kristen. Hello. What is the email that people can book their next Disney, Universal, or any cruise line trip with you? At FameParksAndCruises at gmail.com. It's amazing. So what kind of deals do we have to talk about this week? Well, if you are a Disney Visa card holder, you can take advantage of a deal that they've got going on for the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary celebration. Do tell. Uh, It is good for stays most nights August 28th through September 19th of 2022. And you can save up to 30% off on select rooms at select resorts. Very nice. There's so many great deals, Kristen. If people are booking their trip once again, where can people email you for their free quote and for you to work on their next magical vacation? At themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. The following is a production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. What an imagination, huh? <laughs> are you guys ready? Are you ready? From the Gator Framework Studio in Music City. It's the Disney List. The Disney List. Disney fans Kristen Hetzel and Al John Go bring you top 10 lists from the Disney parks, films, Star Wars, Marvel, news, travel tips, and more. Now prepare yourself for the Disney List. Oh, oh boy, you got it. The Disney List here at the Disney List. Wherever you get your podcast, also streaming on Tours Radio at srsounds.com. Hello. Al John here, lifelong Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars fan, joined by my wonderful co-host. She is also the host of the Dining at Disney podcast. Hello, Kristen. Hello. So, Kristen. Yes. We have an awesome list for these folks today. We do. What are we talking about? We are talking about character dining, and we will be ranking the character dining experiences that you can enjoy at Walt Disney World. Mm, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, we also would love to hear from you. Hello, Gail, in the chat. We appreciate you stopping in. We are live on Facebook. You can check out our videos there. We've also reinvigorated, restarted our YouTube video links. We've got the new studio up and running. Thank goodness. Got these brand new Shore microphones, which rock. We've got our Gator Frameworks desk up and running. It's awesome. We've had it for a long time. Now we finally got everything put together. (laughs) It's crazy. But I tell you what, before we get into our big ranking of our character dining, our favorite character dining, we do need to get into probably one of our favorite segments, and that is our news. Did you like the Disney Plus Miss Marvel finale? I did. Actually, I liked the show. It was good. Yeah. Miss Marvel, the final season or the season finale, I should say, is here. And it's exciting. I'm not going to spoil it. You need to check it out herself. uh, Yourself, rather. 
Iman Villani also posted a very special a special message. Let's hear it. Hello. I'm Iman Villani, and I play Kamala Khan in Miss Marvel. And it's finally time for the season finale. I don't really know how I feel. Weird. Yeah, I feel weird. To think that like the last two years of my life came down to this moment on a random Wednesday in July is like truly very, very special, you know? Um, no, but seriously, it's uh, this, this episode means a lot to me as a fan, as a Pakistani, as a teenager, actually as a human in general. Yeah, a lot, lots of tears went into making this. Happy and sad, also exploding brains. She is hilarious. <laughs> but uh, suffice it to say, there were no exploding brains in no. this season finale of the show. But I can tell you there were some surprising twists. If you haven't checked it out, you're a big Marvel fan. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and check out the show, won't you? I'm just saying. Uh, also, hello, Joan, in the chat. We appreciate you tuning into the show. I think she is wonderful. She is just wonderful. What a delight. So um, please check out Miss Marvel on Disney Plus. Another thing that we liked about Disney Plus is the series Loki. Yes, I right? love the series Loki. Yeah, so Loki is coming back for season two. They're actually Yay. recording it right now. I say they're recording it. They're they're producing it. <laughs> whatever, whatever the kids call it these days. You're recording it. You're producing it. They're making it. So what they're doing is, and we also did see Thor: Love and Thunder. For, yes, we did for everyone that's out there. Um, we love Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, and we look forward to seeing more of it. I thought it was funny, you know, and, uh, but it, it, dealing with a sensitive subject, but still, you know, very good, uh, in the Taiki, Taika Watiti kind of way being the director, but, uh, Rafael Casal known for 2018's blind spotting has joined the cast for Loki for its second season. According to deadline before he was officially announced photos of him were leaked on the set with Tom Hiddleston, who plays the titular Loki and Mobius played by Kachow Owen Wilson <laughs> were leaked. And apparently this is the rumor. He might be playing a Thor villain from the eighties by the name of Zaniac, who was uh, making, you know, throwing knives and daggers out of pure energy, kind of like, cloak and dagger but the cloak kind of thing so she's so he's doing that and uh there you go so you might be playing that and we'll see how it looks interesting uh, and i, I guess they're gonna be yeah, i don't i don't really know who this guy is either but hey for those of you that are fans good for you we'll be watching uh hopefully i think loki is going to be coming out next year which will be really neat Another thing, too, is that uh, they're going to be showing never-before-seen footage to be released for the upcoming Disney and Pixar movies at the D23 Expo. You don't say. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, there will be a panel Friday. You know, slowly more of these things are kind of going out there. Friday, September 9th, it's already, I think the Expo is pretty much sold out. But uh, at 3.30 p.m., there's going to be a panel called Looking Ahead with Marvel uh, looking ahead with the Walt Disney Studios, rather. And during this panel, Pixar Animation Studios Chief Executive uh, Officer Pete Doctor, I almost said Chief, Chief Executive Doctor, <laughs> <laughs> Pete Doctor with Walt Disney Animation Studios and the Chief Creative Officer Jennifer Lee will be presenting never-before-seen footage. And there will be surprise announcements, including 
musical performances, appearance by all-star voice talent from upcoming projects. So check this out. Um, will Pixar uh, be sharing looks at win or lose, or will they be showing stuff from their new film Elemental, uh, directed by Peter Son, released in next year, uh, 2023? I believe they will. Looks very cool indeed. And you know what's interesting is that sometimes they'll show you these sneak peeks and behind-the-scenes concepts and things like that, but they don't always happen. Like there's some Disney films that we heard about and uh, we're seeing concept footage and concept drawings of these things. And some of these films never were made or were put on the shelf for whatever reason. So it's kind of take forever or take forever. (laughs) Right. So we'll have to see what shakes out. It's always interesting though, to go back and look at these concepts that they show it, you know, for, for Marvel, like they showed, Oh, Inhumans is going to be a great movie. And then they turned into a TV show and you know, whatever, there wasn't a really big push on it. And then of course the different park projects that they work on that don't ever come to fruition for budgetary reasons. For the most part, they always show us the glitzy stuff and it's like, yes, it's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And then they realize, no, then they, they realize, (laughs) Oh look, you know, how much is all this going to cost? And Bob Chapek goes, it's too expensive. (laughs) It's going to go in the star cruiser. Oh, it's going to go in the Star Cruiser. Right, yeah. right. We're going to have you pay more for it. That's that's what happens. I wonder how many more of these hotels Bob's going to want to build. Well, you know, we saw that there was going to be a resort built over there by River Country, right? That big um, uh, DVC yes. resort. Yeah, because they're demolishing that. And, then they're, and they're demolishing it, but they have, I think they're going to retool it so that it's not as expensive as they originally laid out because of the pandemic. Hmm. So they're using a lot of the same things, but I guess uh, they're just, you know, I think people are now that uh, the economy is where it is and Disney and spending is where it is and they're having a hard time still keeping employees. I, apparently, I would so. like to see them build another moderate resort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yes. Hey, did you know, Kristen, that they're planning a Lilo and Stitch live action film? I heard that. Yeah. So right now it's one step closer to being made and there we have it. So it's found a director for the Lilo and Stitch live action film, Dean Fleischer Camp, who recently directed A24's Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, directing the live action adaptation of the 2002 Disney hit. And that is according to Deadline. So... Who knows? Maybe it will go directly to Disney Plus like Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Or maybe it will have a theatrical release like Encanto. Who knows? But I think this is one of the things that uh, Disney's solely trying to put out content based on great stories. Lilo and Stitch is a great film. I think it's really underrated. Isn't it the girl that voiced Lilo? Isn't that the one that was in the ring? I don't know. If I remember right, the girl who voiced her was the girl that was in the ring. Do you, the creepy um, girl in the ring. The, creep, <laughs> the, the creepy, creepy ring girl. girl. The creepy ring girl. Yeah. Hey, um, do you have a favorite Disney live action film so far, like Maleficent or... Um, Mm. Well, we recently saw Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. At least I saw it. You saw it, right? I saw bits and pieces. You saw bits and pieces of it. Hmm. I don't know. Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I don't know Depp. that I have a I don't know that I have a favorite. At least uh, not yet. You know what I thought was really good, also very underrated. I thought um 
I thought uh, the, uh, what was it? Um, oh, I had it in the tip of my tongue there. But um, anyway, it'll come to me. They ought to do a live action Aristocats, semi-live action, like Lady and the Tramp. That's what I was thinking of. Jungle Book was good. Jungle Book was good. I liked The Lion King, too, and Beauty and the Beast. It, for me, Beauty and the Beast was like a like that stage musical. They made changes and added stuff to it that just, I don't know. I like the original so much, and I know every word to the entire movie. So it's one of those things that I really liked it. But I think if I wasn't such a fan of it, have seen the original one so many times that I feel a little bit different about it. Yeah. I may I, like I think, it more. Yeah. Well, I, and I think the reason. But I think they did a great job casting Emma Watson. I almost called her Hermione <laughs> Granger. You know, like, that's not her they did name. a great job casting Hermione. <laughs> Great job. Great job for Hermione. So anyway, that's cool. Um, we also have another great news story. This one involves the West Coast, Disney's California Adventure. The Pacific Electric trolley is back in motion. How about that over there at DCA? So it started today as we record this. And as you listen to this on Sorcerer Radio, it'll be Monday. So... Um, I think the red car trolley is a lot of fun. It makes four stops at Buena Vista Street, Carthay Circle, Hollywood Boulevard, and Sunset Boulevard. So just, you know, ride the trolley in. It's fun, right? I like the trolley. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, that's all the news for now. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at thedisneylist at gmail.com. Top 10, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Um, it's not really a top 10, but I just wanted to play that. <laughs> this is more of a ranking. And at this time, Kristen, what is yes. our what is our list all about? We are talking character dining. Character dining. Yes. Yes. So I think it's important to note that in this particular ranking that we're doing, different than our, our typical top 10, that we put them, it, it's kind of interesting because first of all, a lot of these places are open for breakfast and sometimes lunch, definitely dinner for these things. And they have a wide array, array of characters, but the prices are very, very similar Yes. Uh, for lunch and dinner. So pricing's is ne necessarily consideration. What is a consideration while we rank these and put them in order from our least favorite to our favorite is we have our personal preferences, right? Everyone will have their own. So this is going to be an interesting take. I hope you enjoy it. I hope, uh, you know, you enjoy this list because I'm sure it's going to be controversial to some because I know that there, uh, I think as we go through it, um, it just depends on what you and your family like to see in terms of characters and get your picture taken or interact with certain characters as well as food, right? So we're going to kind of bring you these options. Some of them aren't even open 
uh, or some of them aren't even showing characters, but traditionally they will have characters there. So we'll kind of expand on that. So Kristen, did you want to talk about our very first location? Yes. And this one currently does not have character dining, but did in, in the pre pandemic era. (laughs) And that would be Cinderella's Royal table over at magic kingdom. Uh, This one is beautiful. I love the interior of this, making it look just like a castle on the inside. It's very elegant. It has a beautiful view of, you know, the park from inside. And the food's pretty good here, too. Nice. Yeah, the food is pretty good as well. It's American. They also call it signature dining at this point but once again character dining we do believe that they will go back to it eventually they're bringing a lot of the historical character dining back as Kristen said now you know in the pandemic era if you will and typically the prices are pretty expensive for this uh, most of the dining options will range from about 45 or 35 dollars to about 60 dollars a person depending on when you go. Most of them, it's about $42 for breakfast for adults. And for lunch and dinner, at most of them, it's 55 for adults. Yeah, so keep that in mind. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Currently, it is open, but it doesn't have character dining. And of course, you can always check availability or use the Disney Genie app to make your reservation for that. What kind of food do they normally have here? Well, for breakfast, they bring you pastries. Uh, They have things like a caramel apple stuffed French toast. There's a beef tenderloin and egg. So you've got that kind of stuff at breakfast. And then for lunch and dinner, you have things like beef tenderloin, chicken nuggets, macaroni and cheese for little ones. Uh, For adults, it's the... I can't even talk. (laughs) Assorted cured meats and cheeses. And then uh, you have your choice of main course, like uh, roasted chicken breast or tenderloin of beef or the chef's fish of the day. This is typically one of the hardest reservations to get. Yes. It is. Because it's in the castle. And it's pretty. And every girl that likes princesses, nearly every girl that likes princesses, wants to dine here and feel like they too are a princess. You know what I dig is that if you're a, a boy, you you get a sword, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're a girl, you get a wand, but you know, hey, you know, it's, it's different time, different age. So uh, enjoy yourself there and enjoy yourself. Hopefully they'll have character dining back there, but uh, even the mom and dads can choose their weapon of choice there <laughs> as you're being knighted in the... Uh, the dining room there by your fairy godmother. Good times. But I love the food there. The food there is great. But unfortunately, like I said, this is being taken off the list because at this time as we're recording this, you uh, you might be listening to us in the future. It might be back, but it is not currently back. So there you have it. Now, now we start with the real list here as I scroll and scroll to see. Hey, Robert Taylor says, can't wait for it, but they need to bring the dining plan back. Eh. Yeah, we, well, we like the dining plan. There's no doubt about it, buddy. But, uh, <laughs> you know, who knows? I am they ready only, for the Disney only... dining plan to come back. I mean, it, it's still mentioned on the website. Yeah. So 
there's got to be the thought of bringing it back at some point. At some point. Either that or they're just trying to, you know, play with us and make us hopeful that we get it back. And This is true. Be mean like that. This is true. <laughs> All right. So the next on our list is actually at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And this is Hollywood and Vine. It is available for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast is set up with the Disney Junior characters. So if you have preschoolers, that's a good time to go, a good location for them to be able to see some of those favorite Disney Junior characters that they watch on TV. And for lunch and dinner, it's all about Minnie Mouse and her friends, and it's seasonal. So the outfits change depending on the time of year. I love that. Me too. I'm looking forward to, this is one of the ones we have on our list of things that we are planning to do when we go. They usually have about four characters there at uh, at the different experiences with Minnie. Sometimes they'll have Minnie and friends, uh, sometimes Daisy, sometimes Pluto, sometimes Goofy. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't know. So they kind of have it on a rotating basis. So sometimes some of the members of the Fab Five will be there. Now for Disney Junior, it's a little bit different. All I know is, is that Vampirella is there right now (laughs) (laughs) and Doc McStuffin. So those are kind of the two that you can kind of pretty much count on. They're probably going to be two other ones, but to be honest, if it's not Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or Mickey Mouse Funhouse, Disney Junior is just not... Or Mixed Up Adventures. Mixed Up Adventures, yeah, <laughs> because of our kids. I wish I wish our little girl would sit and watch Vampirina. Oh, I love Vampirina. Because I'm actually entertained by that one. Well, it's because she's a rock and roller. Robert's asking if rumors about Disney Dining Plan coming back. Have you heard anything? No. Nope. There are all kinds of rumors. Well, Robert, what are you doing, man? You're a travel agent. You're just stirring up stuff. (laughs) You're just stirring up stuff. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, But I tell you, when we will know, we're going to do a special show about it. Trust me. I will tell you that for sure. Um, uh, Let's see here. Okay, so we're talking about Disney Junior. Um, And so with Hollywood and Vine, the food there is an American-style menu. So your typical stuff there uh typical fare for breakfast mickey waffles eggs omelets you know sauce well, they've, sausages they've changed it since the last time we were there because it was buffet and currently it's a family style yeah serving family style and, and don't be afraid to ask for more of a particular thing especially for kids love mickey waffles i mean for heaven's sake ask for more mickey waffles that's a must-have Okay, so here's where we go into some interesting territory. The hot take is Chef Mickey's is next on the list. Prepare for all you care to enjoy breakfast or dinner feast as as Mickey and friends serve you at the Disney Contemporary Resort. Mickey Mouse is there in his Chef Mickey outfit, of course. You have also Chef Goofy, Chef Donald, Chef Pluto, Chef Minnie. So the Fab Five is there for sure. So don't miss out on it. Um and once again, it ranges. The prices, you know, will range thirty-five to fifty-nine ninety-nine. I don't know why it. they put that when there's actually a price for it. It's not like it ranges. Breakfast is forty-two. Forty-two bucks. 
55 for dinner. <laughs> Experience character dining in an enhanced all-you-care-to-eat family-style meal. Brought to you in a bright, happy space. As the monorail whizzes by, soak up the expensive, expensive, expansive views. It is an expensive view, folks. Of Bay Lake. And you can behold the stunning 90-foot-high mural by Disney legend Mary Blair. Our favorite. That overlooks the festive eatery. Each table will receive a special autographed card keepsake from Mickey and friends. How about that? Throughout the dining experience, Mickey Mouse and some favorite pals will surprise appearance, make surprise appearances in each of the dining rooms. You can see them move throughout the restaurant, waving hello, and rollicking music fills the air. So once again, um, you know, fun time. And I guess having having them do the signed card really cuts down on any type of autographs that you do, but make sure that you request that card because you could walk out without it. Yeah. So definitely make sure you a get all the characters that you want to see. You paid for this experience. Make sure they come by, say hi to the kids, get your pictures done and ask for a signed card. So that's cool because you know, some people love these autographs. You're not going to it for the food. You're going to it because you get to see those characters dressed up in chef's clothes. Yes. Because I just, uh, their food, I just think, is missing a lot. Robert Taylor says, I was just asking. That's where I proposed to my wife back in 2012. Hey, congratulations, man. You know, I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> Everyone asks about the Disney dining plan. Uh, and we've, we've eaten the Chef Mickey's too. And don't get me wrong. I feel like... That's kind of one of the places where families, it's kind of like a must-to-go-to kind of place. It's just not our favorite because the food is kind of mm. uninspiring, yeah. <laughs> to say the that's, least. That's it's not, um, I mean, it, it, it's very milk toast. It's it's bland. It's it's there. And people tell us all the time, I love Mickey. I love breakfast at Chef Mickey's. But why? Is it because of Chef Mickey's and the Mickey well, friends the and the atmosphere? If you're going to go, I feel like breakfast is when you do go. Yes. Because dinner. Dinner? No. <laughs> I just. It's very uninspiring. I feel like I'm being robbed when I go there for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're paying top dollar for the this type of food. I figure, yes, breakfast. Breakfast there. Okay. I, I feel you. I mean, breakfast is, is fair to Midland there. Dinner, you're you're re- you, you got to be really wanting to see those characters. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next on our list and our big ranking is the Crystal Palace. Now, Get currently, that. this location is does not have character dining. However, characters will be returning on September twentieth. Just a few days so you away. Just got. Two months. Some random date in the middle of the month. Two months from now. Yeah. You know, the thing about the Crystal Palace that I do like, located at Main Street USA at Magic Kingdom, is the food there is not bad. Anytime, actually. It's it's actually really good. And I, I prefer the food at the Crystal Palace for breakfast and dinner over Chef Mickey's. Even at dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the characters that used to be here, which I'm hoping are going to be the same ones returning, was Winnie the Pooh. You had Eeyore, Tigger, and Piglet that you would see. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, they are a huge hit. I mean, there's nothing like seeing the kids go around and, you know, it's going to be different now. They're probably not going to do a whole lot of, like a Chef Mickey's, probably not going to do a whole lot of napkin twirling, you know? (laughs) 
just because of the time and date that we're doing this now. But um, yeah, I think I think it's a lot of fun seeing them kind of jump around and, and follow Tigger around doing little little jumpy jumps. So, <laughs> but once again, American Fair. Um, I will say, like I said, it's it's great. And I like the atmosphere, too. It's a Victorian greenhouse of the late 1800s, bright topiaries, tropical palms, a great place to check out, um, you know, the characters for sure, just right off the bend there, right off of Main Street, USA. And, of course, all the characters from the 100-acre wood, which is nice. Another great thing about this that we like is the desserts. The desserts are great. No yes. matter when you go, Co- seasonal cobblers, butterscotch pudding for the kiddos, strawberry shortcake, soft serve ice cream. So a lot of great stuff there as well. Um, okay. Next up is now we're kicking it up. That was the bottom half of this ranking. Now we're going into the really yummy, yummy, yummy places. So uh, you want to talk about this next character dining place? Topolino Terrace, Flavors of the Riviera. Mm. This is character dining for breakfast, located over at Disney's Riviera Resort, which I am looking forward to eating here because we have not done that yet. Um, I've heard fantastic things about the menu here, so I'm very excited to get to try it. Um, for the characters that you get to see, you have Mickey and Minnie, Donald and Daisy. Mm. Mickey's mixed up adventures at Topolino. And they are in stylish outfits. What exactly they're going to be wearing? Oh, you know, I mean, it's all about the French Riviera. Right? There you go. Right? Right. That's what it is. Uh, There you go. So there you have it. That's why they're stylish. That's why they're styling. Yes, exactly. You know, the uh, for the uh, go ahead. I'll tell you, the breakfast items sound good because they have like a quiche gruyere mm-hmm. with house-made pancetta, which I think is what I'm going to want to get. There's also a sour cream waffle, smoked salmon. You can have two eggs any way you like it. I think that's nice. I think it is too. And for the uninitiated, you know, being the fact that you are misdining at Disney, I think it's really I- important for everyone to know that we've eaten at pretty much every restaurant at the Walt Disney Resort prior to the pandemic happening. This is going to be the first time we're taking our kids because we had we started a family um, during the pandemic. <laughs> and now we got two kids. We have a boy and a girl. So yep. now this is the first time we're going to be going back to the park there. So it's pretty Pretty cool, and we're looking forward to it. Now we're going to get back into the saddle again uh, doing this, which is hilarious. By the way, Joan says, expensive is right. <laughs> Talk about she yeah, also, Joan, Joan also says, we went to dinner at Chef Mickey's, and it was only okay. Yeah, you see? You see, you feel us, right? You understand our pain. Okay. But we do like this. Um, it looks great. The food just looks absolutely amazing. So I can't wait to check this out. Next in our ranking, we have here the two uh, Disney Plus movie stars of stage and screen, or just the screen, uh, Chip and Dale, the Rescue Rangers, without the Rescue Rangers outfits, just Chip and Dale. Yes, over at Garden Grill Restaurant, located at Epcot, in the Land Pavilion. This is the rotating dining room that 
revolves around and gives you views of living with the land for those of you not familiar with the Garden Grill. It's always a little distracting when you go to living with the land because you see as you're traveling through, you see the restaurant rotating and you're like, they're eating up there. It's like that totally breaks the show for me. I don't want to see that. It's because it's lit. If it was not well lit, you wouldn't notice it up there. If it wasn't well lit, these people in these uh, Chippendale be running all over the place, tripping on stuff, you know. But, okay, so when we say ro- rotating dining room, it doesn't rotate quickly. It is a very slowly rotating dining yes. room. So, you know, it's not an attraction that a ride that you're going to fall off, okay. But you got to eat your food. So it's family style, revolving restaurant, great views with living in the land. If you're, you know, sitting around, just kind of peer over the edge and you can see the dark ride there. Pretty neat experience there. But I do love Rescue Rangers, Chip and Dale. They should be wearing their Rescue Rangers outfits, though, because they need to promote the movie, for heaven's sake. It's open currently for lunch and dinner. So there you go. Um, And it's farm fresh. It's farm fresh, Kristen. What are some of your favorite dishes here? Well, the menu includes a harvest-inspired garden salad, grilled beef with chimichurri, which I like, uh, as well as an all-natural sliced turkey with gravy. You also get veggies that have been grown in the Living with Land greenhouse. I'm trying to remember what was for dessert. I want to say it was something like strawberry shortcake. Um. I'm not sure though. Yeah, they've had a few of those. Pretty, pretty cool. And when we went, you also had Mickey in his little farmer outfit. Yes. Yes. I do love that. I, I love how the different restaurants have the characters in different outfits. It makes so even if you did see Mickey and Friends in one place, the possibility of you getting another picture with Mickey and Friends with different outfits is also great because Chris and I were also avid character hunters. And when I say that, I mean we used to get our picture taken with all the characters, as yes. many as we can find. So, of course. And we have some signatures, too. Yeah, of course. The uh, character dining was a staple of stuff we used to do anyway prior to the kiddos. And now we do. We will have to do them because we want to see the kids react when they see all their favorite Disney characters. Yes. We have a couple more left, Kristen. Actually, three. That's more than a couple. Three more. We have three more left. A couple plus one. This is one of my favorites. One of my favorites. It's 1900 Park Fair. Delight in breakfast and dinner buffets plus a merry afternoon tea party. That's optional, of course. You got to pay extra for that. Hosted by Disney characters. And what I love about this is the variety of the characters you get to see. And what I love about this is that you get to check out Cinderella. Um, at one point, you got to see Cinderella. Uh, that's now, a dinner. That's dinner? Yeah. Breakfast. Supercalifragilistic breakfast. I have problems saying that. Supercalifragilistic expialidocious dinner? Yeah. No. Or breakfast? Breakfast. <laughs> Supercalifragilistic breakfast. Yes. So there the, you go. The characters that you may see include Mary Poppins Alice in Wonderland, the Mad Hatter, Tigger, and Winnie the Pooh. And we have been there and seen all five of them. At once. Yes. Yeah. It's great because Alice and Mad Hatter, they're amazing together. Anywhere you go, I I don't know what it is. They just cast the right people 
in those roles because they, they just get along great. And so the interaction between them is great. Of course, Mary's wonderful, Tigger, Winnie too. So all very cool indeed. Of course, you got to get the mini pancakes and Mickey-shaped waffles, carved ham, ham. One thing that they used to have, I don't know if they still do, was a lobster do. eggs benedict mm-hmm. and the strawberry soup. Those oh. were two of my favorite things to get there at breakfast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Once you find something like this, it's kind of hard not to eat there again. And then for dinner, you have Cinderella's Happily Ever After Dinner. And you want to talk that about some of the... That is Cinderella and Prince Charming that you see there. Yeah. And and you also have she the stepsisters. Friends, friends. Storybook friends that join. Storybook friends. They have seafood, salad, pasta. There's beef dishes. Uh, the selections are to represent the several kingdoms from around the, around the globe. And then for kids, they have the very kid-friendly things like chicken, cheese pizza, mac and cheese, all those kinds of things that kids love to eat or that kids are supposed to love to eat. What I love is the fact that if the kids are not as adventurous as mom and dad or, you know, their parents, they still have the staple foods there that Mm -hmm. kids will love to eat. And so, you know... Why spend the same amount of money in my in my thought process? Why spend the same amount of money uh, on a character dining restaurant when you can eat better food and the kids will still have the same kind of regular fare, right? I mean, that's that's just me, but that's why we love it so much. That's why we love uh, 1900 Park Fair. Currently, it's not available either, but hopefully they will be opening up soon. What is open? is this and we kind of went back and forth as to what was our favorite or not but this is one of my favorites Kristen take it Tusker House Restaurant over at Disney's Animal Kingdom sure is sure is and uh, what is it that you love so much about the Tusker House well here they wear safari outfits which is really cool and this for the character meal it's all about Donald Hmm. This is true. This is true. And Donald is my guy. He's my favorite character. I like that this menu has some of your typical American breakfast or lunch items, dinner items, but the menu is full of African-inspired flavors. Indeed. Very cool. And that's what I love about it. It's unique. It has great food, it's very colorful, and I love the characters in their safari outfits, right? Donald Duck, Mickey, Goofy. I mean, it's it's great. And to have that kind of awesome food that you're going to talk about, Kristen, is so good. Yes, for breakfast, you can get things like safari bread, Mickey and Simba waffles. Not just mm. Mickey waffles, but Simba waffles. Come in, Simba waffle. <laughs> Durban chicken and a curry with jasmine rice. Uh, for dinner, you can get things like the Moroccan spiced beef, Berber marinated pork, um, spit roasted or chicken. There's also a Cape Malay green curry shrimp. Oh, that sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Younger travelers will find comfort in classics like fruit and yogurt for breakfast and mac and cheese for lunch and dinner. 
But of course they have the other staples there too. Chicken nugs. You know what I mean? So that, I think the kids are going to love this. Yes. By the way, have I mentioned how much I've enjoyed planning our next Disney trip with our kids? No. With you? I really do. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to it. Last but not least, this is probably the coolest um, dining, character dining that you could experience just because of the atmosphere. It's probably my favorite in terms of atmosphere. Kristen, take it. It is storybook dining at Artist Point with Snow White. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be like, what? That's number one on the list. Okay, there's a few things. I love the menu when I went here. Very good. Uh, the executive chef who created the menu is from Germany. She's a fantastic chef at one point. Christine, uh, Chef Christine, she was out on the West Coast. Now she's out on the East Coast. And the characters that you see here are so unique because not only do you see Snow White, but you also have Grumpy and Dopey as well as you can see the Evil Queen. Whoa. How many places do you know that have a villain? Zero. None. Zero zip. Now, Nada. because this is a signature dining location being Artist Point, uh, it is only dinner available here. Um, trying to think what else to say about it. Other than the food is good. They did a really nice job when they made it when they redecorated the place on the inside to make it look like an enchanted forest. That's what I'm talking about. I like that. It looks, looks very amazing. pretty. Yeah. Storybook themed dining experiences included, including the Hunter's Terrain wild mushroom. Oh, that's the rest of the food that they're talking about. I was talking about this at Disney themed um, experience and then I'm going into the menu. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to leave that to you. Okay. All right. <laughs> So Oops. the entrees you can choose from, it's part of a prefix menu. So they have a royal prime rib roast, Brothers Grin herb chicken, Magic Mirror slow roasted pork shank, beef stroganoff, and Bashful's butter poached sustainable fish. They do have uh, a vegetarian op option as well, which is called a Stroll Through Nature featuring asparagus, leeks, arugula, and gnocchi. They have kid-friendly dishes as well, which include the Royal Prime Rib Roast, Grilled Chicken, or Princess Pasta. And the desserts, I'm going to tell you, the Poison Apple, which is a dark chocolate apple mousse, is amazing. <laughs> it is so, nice. it is so good. Right on. Um. This by far, like I said, it's uh, it's so good. And this right here located at Disney's Wilderness Launch. Yes. So that's where it's at. And so, oh. Now they ahead. do bring out appetizers for sharing. And there's three. There's a wild mushroom bisque, wicked shrimp cocktail, and hunter's pie, which is a turkey and chicken with black truffle, cranberry preserve, and crispy sauerkraut. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hate when we do these shows that talk about food because I get hungry. <laughs> this is not right. <laughs> they don't have the dish that I had, though. Which, which, which was Because I that? had a seafood dish. Uh, well, 
you know, they've changed the menu since the last time you've been there due to the supply chain, if you will. But they have for the shared desserts that they bring out Mm -hmm. is the Meisner's Treasures. It's the Meisner's Meisner's Treasures. What did I say? Meisner's. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Cookies and cream, panna cotta, and chocolate gems. Okay. Poison apple, which I already mentioned, and the fairy tale gooseberry tart, which mm. has meringue and gooseberry. If you haven't had it, it's very interesting. And then you also get the hunter's gift to the queen. Nice. I like it. I like it. Well, that, my friends, wraps up our pretty expansive show in regards to our favorite ranked character dining experiences at Walt Disney world. And so I, I hope you liked it. I, I, I think this is a really cool list. Um, we've got a couple things that we talked about. Like I said, not all the dining experiences are actually uh, doing character dining. There's a few things that we put in there in the event that they bring them back, which they probably will over the next few months when you happen to stumble upon this. So, We'd like to find out what your favorite character dining is. Please leave us a comment on this show here on Facebook or send us an email or message using social media. We would love to hear from you. Yes, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Kristen, any final words before we wrap this show up? Make sure you have your camera ready to take pictures. Oh, yeah. That's very important because you don't want to end up with them going by and having to wait for them to come around a second time. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure your cameras are ready and uh, prep the kids, prep everybody before you go and let them know that everyone needs to see the characters. So let's give them a big hug and let's say hi and get our picture taken. And you'll remember that for the rest of your lives. It's really, really cool. And then they'll go off to another family. who will do the same thing. <laughs> okay. Um, get your money's worth out of these all-you-care-to-enjoy uh, experiences. And don't feel rushed either. Don't feel rushed. Take your time and eat. Oh, yeah. Take your time and eat. Get your fill, okay? Enjoy your food. I tell you, though, by the time the characters come around again, I'm usually done. <laughs> I've had my fill, Uh, you know, and that's why these experiences are expensive. That's just how it is. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Disney list. Now as a video show, we're back. You can check us out on Facebook and on YouTube, as well as anchor and Spotify for the video version of this show with all our lovely little things in the background. You can check out. You can also send us those emails at the Disney list at gmail.com. Many thanks to our friends at Shure Microphones with their podcast microphone kit, the MV7, that we are using on this program, as well as our friends at Gator Frameworks here from the... I got a chill. You got a chill? I was like, like, okay. All right. They have an effect on you. Uh, Gator Frameworks Studio Stand and Accessories. They've got a bunch of them for you to choose from. And that's a great way for you to up your game when it comes to your video conferencing calls. If you're still working remotely or if you're doing a podcast like us, because we use a lot of their stands, including the boom mics, including their selfie lights. So be sure to check those out as well. You can find me, Al John Go, on our sister show, Skull Rock Podcast, which we love. And this week we are 
hanging out with the very lovely and talented voice actor who happens to be the very first voice actor to portray both Megatron and Optimus Prime. He's also the voice of the Eternals. Yes, check it out. He's the voice of a god with a little G. David Kay is also uh, the voice of so many characters, including uh, Clank from Ratchet and Clank. Pretty huh. cool, huh? Let's check him out. And uh, you can also email, uh, follow me on uh, Instagram, Al John Go on Instagram. Be sure to do that. Kristen, where can these fine folks follow you? At diningatdisney.com. Also, make sure you check out the Dining at Disney podcast that I co host with Bubba and Kat. We do two shows a week. So if this show didn't give you enough food, definitely make sure you check out Dining at Disney podcast. Um, Again, follow us on social media. We have a new person who is helping out with our Instagram and getting us all kinds of cool pictures, Megan. So we'll definitely have a lot more stuff coming out. I love it. I love it. Well, anyway, thank you all once again for tuning into the show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the Disney List wherever you find podcasts. And a big shout out to Sports Radio at srsounds.com. All Disney music all day long. On behalf of, well, I'm just going to say on behalf of. No, I'm not going to say on behalf of. I'm just going to say, hey, I'm Al John. And I'm Kristen. And And we'll we'll see see you real real soon. soon. We're live, baby. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment and informational purposes. All other trademarks mentioned are the property of their respective owners. Rock Podcast, talking all things Disney, with your hosts, Al John Goh and Dave Bossert. Do you just love to learn more about the magic that embodies animated films, theme park attractions, and more? The all-encompassing universe created and produced by the genius of Walt Disney has spanned nearly 100 years and counting. From his earliest film endeavors with the Laughogram cartoons and the Alice comedies, to the creation of Mickey Mouse, to the first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then dreaming up Disneyland, Walt Disney continuously raised the creative bar, and today his company has carried on that tradition as a global entertainment juggernaut. I'm Dave Bossard, artist, filmmaker, and author. And I'm Al John Go, musician, podcaster, and radio guy. Every week, Dave and I will explore the entertainment galaxy that is Disney with insightful conversation, stories, and special guests talking all things Disney. Listen to never-before-heard stories and behind-the-scenes moments from some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, and so much more from knowledgeable, insightful, and thought-provoking hosts and guests. Hear the latest news about Disney past, present, and future. Skull Rock Podcast is your go-to source for the magic we all love. Skull Rock Podcast. Visit SkullRockPodcast.com. I'm Kristen Hetzel, co-host of Dining at Disney Podcast. Every week I chat about dining at Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort and Disney Cruise Line with my fellow foodie, Bubba. We also feature restaurants and food reviews, information to help you plan your dining, 
Disney food news, recipes, and a monthly panel discussion. Visit DiningAtDisney.com and subscribe to Dining at Disney podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. Dining at Disney podcast, the happiest plate on earth.